Hello? Hello, Neo. Do you know who this is? Morpheus. Yes. I've been looking for you, Neo. I don't know if you're ready to see what I want to show you, but unfortunately you and I have run out of time. They're coming for you, Neo, and I don't know what they're going to do. Who's coming for me? Stand up and see for yourself. What, right now? Yes. Now. Do it slowly. The elevator. Welcome to Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, as we call it. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations 5. And uh, my name is Scott Herzog. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And this is the episode where we talk about what you guys are saying, right? We're talking about... We're talking about the people that are sitting in the diner and listening here with us. Absolutely, we're we're you know you guys are uh, contributing to the uh, discussion here, uh, mostly on our Facebook fan page, and uh, it's been good. Oh, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's coming through email, and we just love everything you guys throw at us and kind of share our way. And we just love to hear your thoughts and everything that's going on. I was thinking, Miles, earlier this week about. How many people we've had come to our diner? Like not just uh, not just the friends that join us each week, but the guests we've had come to the diner. Oh, oh, oh! We've had some great guests. It's been it's, been, it's, it's been awesome. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this takes us over the next year. It, it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah, it's been absolutely awesome. Well, let's go ahead since we're limited a little bit in time here. Just leap right into our listener feedback and i wanted to start with a comment that was actually shared via twitter um uh, a guy that we both know james williams who runs a podcast emporium two schooners and a myriad of other podcasts Mm -hmm. he's part of the lifestyle pod network which we're which we're a part of Mm -hmm. and um he wrote a new blog post and mentioned us and it's a blog post called if i can speak here tonight what's slowing you down and the reason that i mentioned this is he mentions us in the blog post as an example of something he learned something from us miles well we're glad to help (laughs) yeah yeah um unbeknownst to us um here's what he said about the sci-fi diner podcast and i just wanted to throw this out and just say thanks for mentioning us james uh in your podcast and uh if you get a chance uh, those of you listening and maybe you haven't checked in to Podcasters Emporium. If you're interested about podcasting, that's a podcast that will tell you all about it. He also has a podcast, if you need to kind of chill out a little bit, called Lifestyle Chill, to some easygoing music. Uh, it has a hilarious uh, comedy podcast called um, Oh, Two Schooners, so mm-hmm. which is nothing more than beer. <laughs> so, And it's, um, it's, uh, it's really, but the podcast is a lot more complex than that and 
a lot of good times come out of that podcast. But here's what he says in the blog. Uh, he's, he's kind of just reflecting on podcasting and how he's kind of feels like at times, you know, when you're into podcasting, sometimes it ebbs, ebbs and flows. And he was talking about how one of the things that motivated him to do a podcast is feedback. Mm-hmm. And he says this, but what about the listener feedback? Um, you know, they were waiting to do a show until they got enough listener feedback. And he goes, the feedback I decided could be done every few shows, a lesson learned from observing how the Sci-Fi Diner podcast works. So, I, you know, I don't think about us as doing feedback every other show or having necessarily a cognitive plan for it. Um, lately, we've had enough feedback that we can do feedback, you know, almost every show. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I guess there were times where we'd do feedback when we had it. When we didn't have feedback, we just didn't do it. Yeah, it just kind of evolved. It's something naturalistic. Yeah. It really, the really, you guys, the Facebook community, you guys have totally changed the show. Yes, absolutely. You you guys have definitely huge influence. Added huge a, influence. Added a, a dynamic. I feel your psychic power influencing <laughs> me. But either that or it smiles. Yeah, we're, one, one of the two. So, anyways, thanks, James, and just a shout out to those podcasts as well. Um, hi guys two episodes into V I'm guessing it's a slow burner but hopefully cut for the next season to 10 episodes is not an omen we're going to talk about that in the regular show how they cut the length of V Um, but uh, incidentally have you heard that the two episode story for the next Doctor Who is being filmed in America making it the first time Doctor Who has actually been filmed over the pond Colin from England I did not know that they were filming the new Doctor Who in America. That's news to me also. Yeah, that is a first. That is definitely a first. Huge fan of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You, you don't watch it much, but... No. Um, I, yeah. Uh, Colin, give me a chance. I recall when I first got into V that I was kind of ambivalent the first couple of episodes. And it took a little bit for the story arc day going and for me to connect with the characters, which is why when Flash Forward started, I remember this clearly, when Flash Forward started, I was much more into Flash Forward than V initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still was, uh, in fact, if I had to choose between the two, I don't know about you, Miles, but Flash Forward won for me over V, um, although V got better. Right, and, and, I, and I wonder, a lot of, this is what used to happen back in the 80s and 90s, off those of the sci-fi shows, they would do a mini-series first, or just, you know, you know they, they would maybe do two, three-hour episodes, so with so so you you get a chance to get really into it um with Aaron just doing one episode at a time the pace just feels a lot slower and so you just think you know it's just kind of slow going but one or two is when there's when there's not a definite end of the series in sight if sometimes they drag it out just to fill time because they don't know exactly how long they're going to have i don't know yeah, I don't. I would hope not. I, I would hope that's not the writers and the producers' motivation to do that. Yeah, you never know. Um, but. I mean, sometimes it may have just like a one-off episode, and uh, that necessarily is not going to move the plot anywhere. But just, um, just, just, just have a one-off episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Metal Dan writes this, and he, Metal Dan is from Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan, and he twittered me and said, "Caught up on SGU, loved it." What do you guys think? What happened to Telford, Lou Diamond? Did he get eaten? Will we see him again? That's the that's the million dollar question. It is. You watched up to that episode, right? Yes, I didn't catch last week's. Well, uh, he was in last week's. Oh, he was. But uh, that, but it's not as you think. Okay, it's not like you think. It's a, okay. uh, it's kind of an interesting. 
the episode is filmed in a very interesting way. Jen might talk about this in her next email, but mm-hmm. uh, it was filmed in an interesting way. I liked it, but it was different. It, it kind of broke the story arc that we've been following for a while. Okay. It's kind of almost a standalone. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as far as SGU, yeah, I've been liking it. And um, the episode with, with Eli and his mother I thought was very, you know, Kind of pull at the heartstrings a little bit, you know. Just it, it was you sort. Of, There's a little bit of a relief there. Just you know, see, you know, you you know what's happened with her because you know he's away, you know, very far out in space, and um, I mean she's getting expert medical care because he agreed to do this. But at the same time, you know, she wonders what's going on with him and everything like that. So it's good that there was some. He could just assure her that he's okay. It's just is this the episode with Eli's mom? Did you see that one? Yes. That was, is that the same episode, or does that happen? This happened before. Telford happened before. Um, I think it happened one episode before. That happened one episode before. That's the, that's the last yeah. one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> the uh, Eli's mom one. Man, that's the first time SGU made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just it just yanked my heartstring. That whole thing. You just felt for them. You really did. Oh, you did, and you understood Eli and the mom and that whole situation. It was it was very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, why don't you uh, read a little bit of the uh, next email? Just maybe read the first paragraph and we'll comment on it. Okay. Um, and this, okay, I did get to watch the movie. This is from Jen from New York, by the way. Uh, Jen from New York says, I did get to watch the movie Red on, on Sci-Fi Channel with Felicia Day on it. And I agree with you. It wasn't completely terrible for a sci-fi movie. Um, although I did think it was kind of on the sh- slow side at times. But it was cool on the different twist on the werewolves that they call, would call themselves to change. Felt bad about the family, though, in the end. But I guess they, they probably ran out of time in the end of the movie that they didn't explain what, what who this kid was. But uh, all in all, good movie. I could have definitely seen them making it into a regular TV series if they wanted to, but probably too many uh, similarities to the uh, show Supernatural with the whole family of uh, hunters. And I would say uh, maybe a similarity to Buffy. <laughs> a right. little bit. Just 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 with werewolves. <laughs> just a little bit. Not, not to mention we have the whole Felicia Day tie-in. Right. Um, I uh, I kind of you did not see Red D did you? Unfortunately, I forgot <coughs> to record it. I'm going to have to see if Sci-Fi is going to air it again. We're going to give the numbers in the regular show. It actually did fairly well for a Sci-Fi movie. Okay, uh, I'm guessing partly because of Felicia Day's fan base would be my guess. You, I would I would agree with that. I mean, it's really the only reason I tuned in to watch it. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and I just said I love Felicia Day, and uh, and it wasn't my comment. I think on Facebook was it's not terrible for a sci-fi movie. And mm-hmm. um, what do you think? And um, I thought that it was fairly well done. The, the villain was uh, fairly a fairly good villain, and um, and the family was fairly good, and there were some uh, characters, but it was kind of depressing. I mean, she Felicia Day out of the family is the only one that survives. Mm-hmm. So it's uh. N- not an uplifting movie if you want to be uplifted. But, okay. <laughs> but you know, this movie aired Saturday night. It's not a great night to air a movie. Oh, no, it's not. And and, and sci-fi movies, you know, they have a reputation, let's just say. They have, and, and the reputation is not good. No, not always positive. So the fact that the, this did as well as it did it is saying a lot. Yeah. Just a little bit more about her email. She said, so far watching the, still watching the event, and little by little they're telling us some things about Sophie's people, perhaps being aliens. I did kind of like the side story about Simon it stinks, and I was just beginning to like the guy and to think that he was killed. Figures, and uh, mm-hmm. LOL, she said, so, you know, laugh out loud. So, uh, or at least they insinuate he's killed. What do you think? Is Simon dead? 
Simon. Um, he's the oh, he he got he, buried under the rubble. Yeah, buried under the rubble. I don't think he's dead. I mean, the, these people are they very long lived. I wonder if it's you know we we don't we don't know if they're aliens. We don't know if they're time travelers. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of Simon. I think there's still a story thread there that needs to uh, work itself out. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think so too. I mm-hmm. think so too. And and I've been liking the event more and more. I know that someone on Facebook has said, "Hey, this is slow going when it first starts." Another show that started out slow, and I don't know what it is with shows. I think shows really need to grab an audience right away, and if they, when they start off slow, they almost do a disservice. I know they're trying to develop backstory and character development, all that stuff needs to happen. But I'm wondering if there's not a, what another way to do it. I go back to the miniseries. I think they it's it worked for Battlestar Galactica uh, back in '03, and worked for you know V back in the '80s. I think that's what they need to do. I think that it should have been either two or three hour miniseries at first. I think you might be right, but I don't know if the networks if that if that's something the networks now shy away from. But um, so yeah, go ahead, give that hour backstory. Then the second hour, you can really you know make things happen and and really explain where it's going. Um, yeah, so, know, or a two-hour movie, like to start it off, or something. Yeah, something that's a little bit more than that. Um, anyway, she likes the event, and uh, Caprica this past week's wasn't bad either. It was funny to see the woman who played Joseph Adama's wife is Terrell Terry uh, Rothery, I think, another Stargate alumni. She was a doctor in SG One. The uh, Joseph Adama's girlfriend, oh, right, uh, is, a, is a Stargate alumni, is what she's referring to. And she looked good, and we finally got to see the part in the commercial they've been showing all along where they're all pointing at the Cylon. The guy says something like, holy frack. Uh, still gave me chills when the Cylon said, by your command. Uh, I kind of like the Zoe character and how her v- virtual character is trying to separate herself from the actual Zoe's misdeeds of the past and trying to be her own individual, I guess you could say she's doing. That part I liked in the show. So she liked it. Yeah. Oh, I thought last week's episode of Caprica rocked. Um, it was probably one of my favorite. Mine too, yeah. We, we, we were talking about favorite scene, Miles? Well, the Cylon <laughs> coming out of the elevator and kicking butt and taking names. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> oh, and then have, you know, then have uh, you know, Sam Adama step out from behind him. Uh, it just mm-hmm. made it real. Well, I liked what he said. It was kind of this juxtaposition. You know, He had the gun at the mobster, and he, point, he, 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 he shoots it. Clicks, oh, I'm out of ammo. And the, the mobster's like relieved. And he goes, but he's not. And then, uh, you know. Yeah, it's like, and it's all over. Right. It's all over. Now, that was a great scene. I absolutely mm-hmm. loved that scene. We're, we're definitely, we're going to be talking more about Caprica in the main show because there's a lot to talk about Caprica, but it was a, uh, it was a good episode. It was, definitely yeah. enjoyed it. Me too, yeah. But, <clears throat> um, she liked uh, Stargate uh, um, SGU as well, and uh, we obviously are fans of that. Miles, you aren't caught up in that episode. I got one episode I need to get but, caught up in, yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, are you caught up with Big Bang Theory? I am, yeah. I said, so she's uh, liking it. Funny as always, I did catch a line about them watching Caprica. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, I did. And <laughs> uh, I also caught um, the Star Wars reference. Um, oh, what was that one? Um, it was uh, a scene between Leonard and Sheldon and... Um, I think I think if I remember Sheldon comparing himself to Darth Vader, and no, 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 Leonard compared himself to Darth Vader, and and then Sheldon said, "No, you're more like a rebellious Ewok," you know. <laughs> so, uh, so something like that. So um, it, was, it was a great line. Are you keeping it with Smallville as well? Yes, I am. And yeah. um, was it? Uh, she says that this past week's episode was the Children of the Corn episode. 
Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was a little creepy, but it was, it was a pretty good one. Yeah, it was a. So was uh, this like their Halloween episode? Is that kind of how you do it, or do you think it was more unintentional? I yeah, I don't know. Didn't necessarily feel like a Halloween episode, but as far as you know, um, them, them, you know, Lois and Clark getting into a uh, captured by these cult members. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Children of the Court might be a good uh, good comparison. Right. Oh, by the way, uh, she said that the doctor that was helping Tess mm-hmm. is Michael Shank's wife. Oh, okay. Well, well, that doctor, she, she's she been a lot of stuff. Her name is Alexa Doig. Uh, she played, um, she was Andromeda, the, the, the actual. Oh, yeah. That's the, what she says. She goes, uh, last season, um, she was in SGU 1 the last season and Andromeda. Mm-hmm. As Lexa Doig. She, she's been in lots of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very yeah. lovely. I wasn't aware that that was Michael Chang's wife, though. I, I, that, that was news to that's me also. News, that's mm-hmm. news. Um, <laughs> and it's also uh, nice to see the actor who played Walter in SG-1 on Sanctuary. You aren't watching Sanctuary. No. Um, my comment was, I, I love seeing Walter. He was the, always the guy that, his, his notoriety came in that he was the guy that opened the gate mm-hmm. for Stargate. Every single time, and he was he was uh, in Sanctuary. I did have this to say about Sanctuary, and I just wanted to comment on it since she brought it up. Um, I watched the first two episodes of Sanctuary, and my comment—I was really sick at the time. But my comment was, I just wasn't grabbed by it. Mm-hmm. It was a show that was just—I was into it at one time, and it felt like maybe this was a show that has kind of run its course. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the comment because I find myself when I watch a show. If, I, if I'm looking at my watch saying, when's this show over? I'm stopping the DVR to see where it's at in the playback. That's not a good sign for me. Because it means that I'm waiting for the show to be over. And a show that I'm really into, man, don't care. I don't care. And I'm sad when it's over. Sure. And uh, So the first two episodes, I found myself doing that. And I don't know if it was because I was sick or mm-hmm. not. But I did. I felt like the third episode did redeem itself. And that's the episode where this Walter character's in uh, from uh, Stargate Universe. Um and I think the other thing that was an ind- uh, indicator for me is I found that St- Sanctuary was the last show I was making time to watch. And that's also an indicator. If it's a show that I'm really into, you're going to make time to watch that sucker. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I haven't given up hope on Sanctuary, Jen, and I'm still recording it, still DVRing it. And, um, and after last week's episode, I'm going to make it a point to watch it when I can, but... It, uh, it's not one that I'm running to. Oh, she goes into The Walking Dead and how she's looking forward to that, which aired. We'll talk a little bit about that in the regular show, Hawaii Five-0. Uh, but Kevin Sorbo was in that, our man Kevin Sorbo. Which we have a great interview with you. Yes, we will bring that to you. We're planning on that next week. We'll see if that actually happens next week or another interview pops up in its place. But mm-hmm. we will bring you the Kevin Sorbo episode. But, um, <clears throat> we had a lot of reaction to Caprica being canceled. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Do you want to talk about this a little bit? Sure. I guess you and I probably discovered shortly around the same time. I don't recall where I saw it online, but then as, as soon as I heard a little bit about it, I found um, I found, found an article about it, and and we'll be reading the article or sharing part of the article in the regular show. But mm-hmm. but we did get some feedback from a lot of people here. And uh, do you want to talk about some of the feedback we got? We obviously are very disappointed it got canceled. Yeah, Scott and I are definitely Caprica fans. Uh, uh, Jennifer says, well, you know, I was kind of on the fence with still the show. It was kind of hard to follow what the heck was going on at times. It's a shame because it started out like I really wanted to see the actual Cylons come about. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and... 
And Chelsea said, hey, it was cool, but I never got to watch it, wanted to, but uh, it had too much drama. Mm-hmm. And Radu said, crap, now they won't even know the remaining. In fact, they aren't. The, unless you're in Canada, you actually, Radu, you're from Canada, you might actually luck out because I think they're airing the rest of them on the Space Channel. You'll see it before we do. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it sucks to be a U.S. citizen yeah. <laughs> if you're a Caprica fan anyways. Right. He did say this, and I and I, I did kind of want to talk about this. It's kind of a bonehead way to go to, to like air the last episode tonight as we're recording. They're going to air it. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the rest of the five, we're going to have to wait. Why, why, why do that? I, I don't know what the rationale behind that is. I, I, um, Sci-Fi has done other bonehead uh, stuff like that before. You think they could at least allow them to play out? You know, before Christmas, release the DVDs, you know, make some money off the Christmas sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'd don't. i be curious what their motivation is. I mean, I don't know if that was their intention in the first place or just because they're canceling it now. Maybe maybe some of the episodes aren't filmed yet and they figured, okay, well, let's... let's let, let's come up with a couple episodes to, you know, end things and tie tie loose ends as best as we can. So yeah, yeah. that could be it. I don't know, but hey, we have we have to soon jet here. But did, did, in the event, did you see Amanda Greystone? I did, and um, when she popped in, like it's Amanda Greystone from Caprica. Right, she's playing this crazy reporter. You know? It's not too far fetched from her Caprica role, is it? No, not no. <laughs> <laughs> did, she didn't have to try to find too much. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's why they cast her in that. But. She, she, no, it was it was good seeing her. Actually, I mentioned that on Facebook after I saw the episode. Yeah, um, I mentioned it too, and it was just something that's in there. And again, Kevin Sorbo was in Hawaii Five O. And when you see these main name characters, they're always pinned as almost being the evil character. They are the bad character. Like Kevin Sorbo ends up being the bad character in Hawaii Five O. Um, Nathan Petrelli's wife, uh, uh, mother, mm-hmm. ends up being. You think she's a bad character. They mm-hmm. paint him as almost the antagonist of the show when they bring them on. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Hiro Nakamura was also in the same episode of Wi-Fi-Vo as oh. Kevin Sorbo was. I think. Okay. Or it might have been a prior, it might have been a prior episode. Okay. But, but they, so some, we were talking about how some of these Hero, uh, Heroes alumni have been popping up. Well, they need work since, uh, unfortunately, the, the Hero show is not over. And uh, a lot of them are great actors. I hope they find something and find a... Yeah. Uh, yeah. A radio show that could be in. Yeah, um, and uh, well, um, Claire's Claire's wife, uh, what, my father Jack Coleman. Oh, uh, Hornroom Glasses. Yeah, I think Jack Coleman. Coleman. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that, but he he was in The Mentalist, and I think that's where Petrelli's uh, mom was. Okay, The Mentalist as well. And I just happened to catch it because I happened to be uh, watching it at the time. Mm-hmm. Any other feedback we should be addressing here? I mean, there was. Tons of feedback, and we if we didn't hit your feedback this week. We're sorry about that, but we hit. Uh, I think we hit most of it. A lot of the main stuff on Facebook. If you want to share your thoughts about things that are going on, the shows that you're watching, or movies that you are anticipating, Skyline coming out, or your thoughts on Red or Walking Dead or any of the other shows that you're watching, let us know. Drop us a line at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail dot com at one eight 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 five zero eight four three four three or you can Twitter us at the Sci-Fi Diner. That would also work. And Miles and I respond. Yes. Anything we missed? I think we, we covered it this week. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. And uh, again, we value your feedback. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about what you're watching here on the show. We love to share them, and uh, we'll bring you these episodes as, as we have the feedback for them. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's it. Okay, until then, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. 
And we hope you enjoyed listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. If you want to find out more about the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, please visit scifidinerpodcast.com where you can find show news, pictures, videos, and many other things about the Sci-Fi Diner. You can also find the Sci-Fi Diner where else, Miles? We have a Facebook fan page, and uh, we have very active discussion going on there between uh, Scott and myself and you, the listeners. So I encourage you, please uh, join our Facebook fan page, and let's talk some sci-fi. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash sci-fi diner. You can find me on Twitter. That's uh, Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G. And I am uh, Son of Worf uh, at Twitter, and I also uh, on uh, Trek Space, uh, Son of Worf at Trek Space. And Lee, and we want to hear from you. So please email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com or call our listener line at 1-888-508-4343 and let us know your thoughts on what you're watching, what you like, what you don't like. We want to hear from you. 